Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16, verse 13. You there? I'm going to start reading. Oh, I always forget my other translation. Oh, well. Okay, verse 13. When Jesus who? Oh, my gosh, what happened? You guys are like, Jesus. Okay, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So who do they say that I am? That's something to ask your friends. Who do you say that I am? <laughs> they would think you're weird. Don't do that. Ask your teacher, who do you say that I am? Don't do that. <laughs> so they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, Simon bar Jonah, for you, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Verse 19, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Flip over to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Uh, does anybody have the new, the new Living translation on right here? Right here, New Living, right in front, right here. Always faithful, Rachel. Well, you're faithful too, Cecilia, or Cecilia. I always call you Cecilia. Josie, I'm sorry, forgive me. That's not a diss. How many miss Cecilia? Okay. Thank you, Rachel. I appreciate your hospitality in the house of God tonight. Just real quick, I was actually going to give a summary of last week's message, but we don't have time. So if you want to podcast that, I really challenge and encourage you to podcast that. Um, this is a good message. It's called Sit Down. And uh, we're in a series tonight on relating to God. We're in the third part of the series. Probably will be four. So... Um, it's on podcast. You can, I, I don't know if you guys even knew that, but we do podcast every one of these messages. We record every single one. So uh, Reed actually does that. He's amazing at it. We'd, lo- we'd love somebody else to do it. So if you're gifted, <laughs> anybody else want to do that? Um, and so if you did not hear it last week, I really encourage you to get that, get that message. Generation Ministries podcast. Okay. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 20, verse 20, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, and it says this, <clears throat> For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ, with a resounding yes, and through Christ our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. Verse 21, it is God who enables us, along with you, to stand firm for Christ. Say, he enables us. He has commissioned us and he has identified us as his own 
by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything He has promised for us. Now I call upon God as my witness that I am telling the truth. The reason I didn't return to Corinth was to spare you from a severe rebuke. But that does not mean we want to dominate you by telling you how to put your faith into practice. We want to work together with you so you will be full of joy. For it is by your own faith that you stand firm. It is by your own faith that you stand firm. Other translations say you stand firm by faith. You hear what I'm saying? You stand firm by faith. Okay, my message title tonight is Stand on the Rock. Rachel, I'm going to have to keep your Bible. Is that okay? Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> okay, would you pray with me? And then we'll get rolling. All right, Father, thank you that you love us. Thank you for healing us and restoring us. God, I thank you for just your desire to bless us continually, Lord. You never give up. You never stop pursuing us and blessing us and encouraging us and building us up and causing us to be knit together, Lord. We bless you. We thank you for your word. And God, I'm asking that you'd help me to, art- to articulate your word with excellence. And God, that your people would be encouraged and built up and edified and and God, even challenged. Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you, God. Help us to apply this word to our life. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. So you guys have heard some of the stories about me on my honeymoon with my wife. And uh, I'm going to, just, just, just because I want to tell another one. Uh, we, were, um, we were in Cabo San Lucas uh, a couple years ago now. And, uh, and Ashley loves snorkeling. Gabriel doesn't. One, I have many reasons, first of all. One of my reasons is that uh, people like to swim in water this deep over coral rocks and waves. That's not smart. No, listen. You just don't do stupid stuff like that. There's some things you don't do, like things that you do do, do do, is you brush your teeth. That's something that you do. You, you go to Moose's Tooth and you eat pizza, okay? Things that you don't do, drink out of the toilet. Drink out of the toilet. You should be preaching. And you should not snorkel or swim. That's a weird word, snorkel. Who made that up? Oh, we're going to call swimming in the water with uh, goggles snorkeling. (laughs) Okay. I like that word. We'll put that in the dictionary. But whatever. Okay, so snorkeling. Who does that? Like who snorkels on that much water? And then it gets worse because, stop, okay? Don't tell me you do it. It gets really bad because what happens is, is the waves are not just like little like ooh, ripples in the water, but like, like crashing waves, like the tide is coming in with force. 
And this happened to me, and uh, this isn't even my story, but I just have to, I have to tell you this story so that you understand my reasoning, why I hate snorkeling. And we're swimming like this much water, and my knees are already bleeding in the salt water. And I don't even see any fish. I just see coral. And they're like, on the other side of this ridge of rock is these turtles. And I'm like, cool, let's go see turtles, you know? And like all the, all of, it was like my family and, and they're like swimming over, like, not like that, but I, I, I can't, I have, okay. And they're, they're swimming and like, there's like this, there's like this ridge of coral rock. It's like a, a, a pretty big, strong ridge. And if you get over that ridge, it just drops off into sand. So it's like the, it's like the end of the coral, right? This, this is where we're in Hawaii. And, and at that ridge, there's these heavy waves coming in crashing. So like, you try swimming and it just hits you. It's not nice to you. And so I see everybody else do it. And one of the things they say is like, don't stay on the coral rock, $500 million fine. You know, like they give you a horrible fine if you stay on the rocks. And so, and so I'm like, okay, I can't stay on the rock. So I'm trying to like stay in the water like this, you know, like feeling awkward. My knees are already scraped up and people are going over that ridge. Were you, were you there, honey? I don't know if you were there. Okay. She was wise this time. But she still loves snorkeling because she didn't experience this. And, and so we start going, and I see everybody going over, and like, it was like, all, anyway, we're, we're going over, and, and we get, they get done. It's just me and my, and my brother-in-law, Thomas. <laughs> and, uh, and, we're, and we look at it, and we kind of look at each other. I'm like, dude, you go first, bro. <laughs> you know, because you got you to picture this with me. Like, seriously, this much water and a huge rock, and you, you got to catch it on the waves. When the waves come, you got to, like, kind of swim through, you know? And, and so he goes first and gets all scraped up. All you hear, I'm like in the water, all you hear is, oh, oh. And, and I look up, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. And he like kind of comes back. He's like, oh, he like rolls over. He's got blood on his chest, on his arms and elbows. And, and I'm like, dude, go again, you know. Like, and he's like, okay, you know, gets back down. He starts going and happens like three times in a row, in a row. And I'm just like, dude, that's, I'm sorry, bro. You know, he's like, are you going to go? I'm like, no, dude, I don't need to go. You know? And they're, they're like all like 10 of them are out there. Like, come on, you know? And they're like way out there. And, and me and Thomas are just sitting there and like, whatever. And so we kind of like swim to another side, like kind of the side. And we see this humongous turtle, like, like big old stinker, like big guy. And we just sat there and we just like looked at him for a while and touched him and, and, uh, and we're like, dude, this is cool, you know? And then, and then I actually tried to, I'm not, I just didn't want you guys to laugh at me. It was horrible. It's just, like, I gotta tell you the whole story, but it was horrible. And then anyway, we come back, Thomas is all bloody and I'm just chill, you know? And, uh, they, the guys come back like a half hour later, they went out, you know, into the ocean and they didn't see a turtle. They didn't even see a thing. And I'm like, see, that's stupid. Like, don't do things like that. Like just stay in close and you'll be good, you know? And so I don't like snorkeling. That's one of my reasons. I just, I don't like things like that. And I actually, my knees were bleeding a little bit. And, and, uh, so Ashley on our honeymoon's like, Gabriel, we, we got to go snorkeling. And I, and I was trying to, you know, be a good guy and a good husband. I'm like, yeah, let's do this, you know? And like every time, <laughs> like even like, like we'd see water, I'd be like, oh, okay. You know? And we're like on a beach. So like, I just would try to always avoid the water. And finally, she like, she just, she doesn't forget things. So like the fifth day comes around, she's like, okay, we're going snorkeling. I'm like, oh, great. I can't wait, you know. And so we like go to the, 
go down to the deal and we pay like six billion dollars because that's what it is in mexico and they're like oh yeah that'd be great you get on this boat and you go across the inlet and there's this island you're like oh cool i can't wait it's gonna be like a date you know and they give us our snorkel gear and we start walking and the girl goes well he'll be here pretty soon and so i'm like okay sweet so uh the guy in the boat picks us up right taxi takes us over get it picture okay sweet and so we start walking down the beach and you just i didn't have sandals I always lose my sandals. I don't know why. So I start walking, and it's hot because we're in Mexico in August. So it's really hot. And so the beach, the sand is not cold. It's hot. And so we're walking on the sand, and it's just like scorching hot, and we're carrying like her flippers too. And, I, and, and she's just enjoying the sun. And then, and then like your feet get so hot that you just like are tempted to put the stinking flippers on and walk on the beach like this. Because it's, it's seriously that hot out. And, and we, seriously, we walked like almost like a half hour down the beach. And we're just walking and walking. I felt like I was in like one of those movies where they're lost in a desert. And, and you can't drink the salt water, so you're pretty much dying out, out there on the beach. Okay, we weren't dying, but, but it felt like that. And then we see like, because there's a bunch of boats out there, and we see this boat coming in and like this little like Mexican dude stand up like, and we're like, oh great. And it's like this, ghetto like little boat and I'm like okay you know like oh my gosh and you look down the beach and Ash's like oh come on so we run down to the beach and and the waves are probably this tall so every wave that comes in is like you know like totally like they were taller than Ashley and so this guy <laughs> and so there's this guy like pulls up he sees us and he and he's kind of just chilling and he's yelling but he doesn't speak fluent English and so we're kind of like what you know and he started yelling all this stuff, and look at Ashley, I'm like, just go, you know. And what he does is he kind of pulls up. He can't beach the thing, so he's just staying in the water. So we have to, like, run. Like, as the water's coming back, we have to run up to the water, grab onto the boat, and pull on without him coming over us, without the wave crashing up. So he's, like, riding the wave backwards, and then he rides the wave forwards. And so you got to catch him on the back wave. This making sense? Okay. So the wave's coming back. He's riding on this wave back. It's like coming in, the tide's coming in. He's riding because he's in reverse, so he's going backwards on the wave. And so we're supposed to run as fast as we can, throw our stuff in there, and I'm just like, honey, just go for it. And so I had her go first because I didn't, I didn't want, like, I wanted to stand behind her and make sure that, it, like, if it started coming over, that I was able to catch her and throw her over or something like the Hulk. And so it's <laughs> just my justification for what happens. Okay, so <laughs> she stands on the bow of this boat and... And she catches it, she, she jumps on, and this is like really intense, I can't really create the moment again, but she stands on the, the, the steps, she starts crawling up the steps, and then the wave sets in, and it starts coming the other way, and it happens quick, and the dude throws it in the gear, and she, the boat goes, Poof, and she goes, <laughs> and all I remember is just watching my wife do like this front flip onto this Mexican dude's boat, like, Flying through the air, and I'm just thinking, oh my gosh. And she just face plants, skids across the floor, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I pull myself up, and I slide on the, on the deal, and the guy's like, oh, and the guy's like screaming all excited, and he like pulls out, and he's laughing, and I'm like, I was ticked. And she's ble- You're bleeding, weren't you, honey? You're bleeding? Yeah. She's bleeding and stuff, and our stuff was sprawled out, and the guy's like, good job, let's go, you know, and he takes off. I'm just like, what the heck? So I shake his hand, he goes, he goes, uh, uh, me muy loco in la cabana or something like that. 
I like I looked at Ashley and I looked at him and I was I was ticked. I was like, You are Mui Loco, man. What's wrong with you? And he just like looked at me and he sat back down and started driving. I was like, gosh, you know, like this guy's crazy. So then we get over that was just the beginning of this of this snorkeling trip. And and on the way over there, he's talking to us like he knows us, you know. I'm like, I don't know you and you don't know me, you know? Like you almost killed my wife. And uh and so we, we get over there, and we start snorkeling, and so we get in the water, and like, once again, I hate snorkeling. So we start going, and like, I'm, I'm cool snorkeling when you can see the ground. Like if there's six feet and you can see it, but when it gets dark, I hate snorkeling. Because you don't know if a shark, like Jaws, is going to come out and eat you. You know, like, you don't know these things. And so you just don't put your, you just don't put that out there. You just don't go swimming in dark waters in the Pacific Ocean. Is that the Pacific? Yeah, the Pacific Ocean. It's one of the, I don't know where Cabo is. One of the sides, whatever. You just don't do things like that. Well, we were because Ashley loves it. So we're out swimming like this, you know, and we're just seeing dark. And I just, I'm just shaking. I'm just so, like, scared, like, seriously scared. And I'm like, okay. And we're, like, swimming around. It's like this private island. We're swimming around the, the deal and kind of going around and and I realized we weren't seeing anything. It was just getting darker and darker and colder. And every time it got colder, I was just like, oh, gosh, you know, like grabbing her leg. Like, oh, lead me, you know. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. You can ask her. And, and so then we start coming back because I made us come back. I was like, she, no, I go, I go, so are you ready to go back? Like it had been like 10 minutes, you know. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, well, the beach looked nice. And I thought we could walk around and get a tan, you know. And, She's like, oh, let's just go a little further. I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, so we keep going. And then finally she's like, I think I'm getting tired. And I'm like, me too. I'm really tired, you know. Let's go back now, you know. And she's like, okay, let's, let's go back. So if we turn around, we start going. We're both getting, like, really tired. Like, oh, my gosh. And there's boats, like, zooming by our heads and stuff. And, and we're swimming. It's getting, it's, and, like, we're trying to go back the same way we came, but it's still, like, dark. And, and I'm getting, like, really scared like I'm gonna die you know <laughs> so we keep going and then like we come behind this this ridge so the sun's blocking it and I can see like big fish swimming below me way down there I'm like oh my gosh it is jaws <laughs> and then I hear <laughs> and she starts screaming like my ashes are screaming so I turn around because I'm, I'm ahead of her like 10 feet you know like <laughs> you know and I turn back and she's screaming and I swim over to her and I grab her and she's like oh my arm my arm and I'm like what and I see this big red welt on her arm and I see this jellyfish swimming away and I'm like she goes I just got stung by a jellyfish I think I'm passing out it's okay and I just like grabbed her around and I started swimming for like you know like a red no I swam for like a foot and then I started drowning I'm like you gotta swim yourself you know this ain't working so we keep going, and she's like, she's like ticked at me because I wasn't able to really help her, you know. <laughs> I grew up on a lake, but you would never have guessed. And we finally get to the beach, and her welt's like huge, and I'm like, oh, great, my wife's going to die. But hey, it's nice outside, you know. <laughs> <And laughs> I'm just kidding. That's horrible. You shouldn't say those kind of things. And I just, I, I <laughs> this really happened. And I, and I, uh. I realized something from that. I realized something about me that I hate being, I hate being instable. You know what I mean? Like I hate being insecure. Like I hate being in a place that is like not stable. 
And you cannot find stability in water. Like you can't, unless you're like Cameron Ramirez and you have humongous feet and you can swim like crazy. Like, no, nothing against, I'm serious. A dude can swim. Like, seriously, ask him. Cam's legit. And, uh, and so, you, if, you, if you're swimming and you don't have stability, you start freaking out, you start searching for something. If it's a rock, if it's a boat. Like, I was tempted to just reach on and grab one of those, you know, just grab one of those boats. See, honey, I'll be back, you know. Swim with the jellyfish, you know. And so my question for us tonight is in your life, when you feel unstable, when you feel insecure, or rather all of us are unstable and insecure at birth, what do you look for to find stability? And what do you look for to find security? What do you look for? Because all of us are searching for something. Because all of us, in and of ourselves, we hate instability. The Bible says in Genesis 2, I was reading it in my Bible time this morning, today sometime, that Adam and Eve were running, <laughs> I'm not even going to say that word, they were running through the garden naked, unashamed, unashamed. And then they sinned, and they began to cover themselves with all these leaves and do all these things because they felt ashamed, they felt uncomfortable, they felt unstable, they felt insecure. And so you in your life, what are you running to? What are you searching for? What are you holding on to? What are you standing on? Last week we talked about where are you sitting down? And tonight I want to ask the question, what are you standing on to find security and stability? Stand simply means, it, it, standing means it, it's where you find your stability. It's where you find your security. It's where you find your confidence. And it's where you find your identity. What you stand on is where you find security. Does that make sense? I'm standing here right now, and I, I'm standing with confidence because it's, it's a secure foundation. Does that make sense? But if we're unstable, if it was weak boards like walking on top of these tiles above me, I would not be confident. I'd be on my tiptoes. It's like walking on thin ice, right? We've heard that phrase before. And so my question to you tonight is, what are you standing on? Because all of us are standing or holding on to something to find some sort of security, to find some sort of stability in our life. And so we have to find out what we're standing on and find out what we should stand on. In our life, we are insecure because we're not standing on the secure foundation. You hear people say all the time, that person's insecure. Or you find somebody who seems insecure, meaning that they always are doing everything they can to praise themselves because they're so insecure or they hide or they run away or they're ashamed or they don't worship with confidence because they're insecure. And when you're insecure, that simply just means that you are not standing on a secure foundation, right? Does this make sense? If you are insecure, that means that you're not standing on a secure foundation. If you have problems with insecurities in your life, it's because you're not finding yourself and standing on a secure foundation. A legit, a legitimate, sure, strong, stable foundation. If you stand on a foundation that is unsure and unstable, 
You will not have confidence and you will not have security. Matthew chapter 16. In verse 18, Jesus, a few verses before, asks, Who do you say that I am? Peter says, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus says in 18, I say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Now we've heard this before, maybe you haven't, but Peter simply means rock. You've heard that before, right? Probably, yeah. Peter means rock. It means stone. And most, especially Catholics, have translated this to mean that Peter was the rock that was to be built on. The church was going to be built on Peter. Because Peter got this revelation from Jesus. Peter got this revelation from God. So Peter was the man. So it's on Peter that this church will be built. And so many people have read this and not fully understood this. And what is Jesus saying? That I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. The gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. That word Peter, you with me? A moment of teaching. Check this out. That word Peter is the word Petros in the Greek. And it simply means a small stone or a pebble. I have some stones here tonight. Sorry, I have some small stones. I have some pebbles. You see this? In the Greek, Peter's name simply means a small stone or a pebble. It means a little rock. That makes sense? And the next word is Petra. And it means a massive rock. Like one of these. You see the massive rock? Can we thank Jesse for carrying in this massive rock? Jesse carried in the massive rock for us. It means a massive rock or it means a bedrock. Jesus is building his church. And he's not building his church upon a little pebble. Jesus does not say, you are Petros, and on this Petros, I will build my church. But what Jesus says is that your name is Petros, pebble, and on this rock, I will build my church. What rock are you talking about? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. What Jesus is saying is that, Peter, you're just a little pebble. And I appreciate that you have spoken up. And I appreciate that God has given this revelation to you. But you're just a pebble. And on this rock that you have declared, on this rock that you have professed, that I am the Christ, that I am the Son of the living God, on that rock I will build my church. On that massive bedrock, I'm going to build my church. God's not going to build his church on a little pebble. God is and will build his church on a massive rock. And that massive rock is Jesus. That massive rock is who Jesus is. It's the person of Jesus. And it's what he has done for us. God's not building his church on a little pebble. 
God's not building his church on a person. God's not building his church on a personality. God's not building you. When I say church, he's not building you together. He's not causing you to grow. He's not laying, hit the foundation that God has laid is not a pebble. It's a rock. It's a large stone. Last week I talked about the mountains that the disciples climbed up on top of. You could also liken it to a mountain. It's a large, massive bedrock that is that is secure, that is stable, that is unshakable. It cannot be moved. It cannot be, you hear what I'm saying? It's a, it's a, it's a rock that cannot be shaken. Jesus is the only sure foundation that we can stand on and find security. Now, obviously, this rock is not the best example of something that is very stable, especially that it's wavering on the stinking, unsturdy stool. Thank you. What is that thing called? <laughs> but do you get the picture? A pebble or a rock? My question is this. What are your pebbles in your life, you all have pebbles. And you get a bunch of pebbles together, and you just have a bunch of pebbles together. <laughs> you get a bunch more together, and you try to stand on it, you just have shifting sand. And nothing really happens. But you get a big rock, you can stand on top of it and find security and stability. There's some of you here tonight. You've been running. You've been hiding. You've been holding on to insecure, unstable pebbles. And you've been standing on those pebbles and saying that these pebbles are a rock. And you think they're a solid rock, but it's not Christ, it's just another pebble. And all that pebble is, is just something that's going to keep you from standing on Christ. You can't stand on top of pebbles and on top of the rock, you'll slip and fall. But it has to be a smooth stone to stand on. So, so what are these pebbles? Sometimes this pebble is what people say about you. This pebble represents where you find security where you find confidence, where you find identity, where you find stability, when you feel unsure about yourself, what do you stand on? And I would say most of us stand on what people say about us. And some of us, a lot of good things are said about us. And so you may feel kind of confident, but that's still an unstable, insecure foundation and you will only fall when people stop saying good things about you. And for other of us, you stand on what people say about you, and you're just really insecure because people never say anything about you. And you think, man, if people would just praise me enough, if people would just talk about me enough, as much as they talk about the other guy, then maybe I'll be as secure as he is. The only reason why he or she is secure is because people always talk about them. And so maybe if they talk about me the way they talk about him, then I'll be secure. But that's a lie. 
Because what people say about us is simply a pebble. It's not a stone. It's not Christ Jesus and him being the rock. You hear what I'm saying? What, what do I mean by that? Well, Gabriel, what do you mean by, by what people say about you? I mean this. You live off of the praise of others. And you don't do good. You're insecure. You're unstable. You're not confident. You run to people until you get somebody to say something about you. Now, I'm not saying that praise is wrong because we need to be encouraging and praising each other in the sense that we talk good about one another, right? Amen? Amen? We talked about that a few weeks ago. I talked about we're called to bless and bless each other and stop blessing ourselves. I'll talk about that in a minute. I'm not saying praise is wrong. I'm saying that you living off of the praise of others is wrong. And you finding your security and your stability, especially if you feel called to, do, to be in ministry and you look for somebody ministry we're all called to ministry what i mean by is trying to be like a full-time staff person or something like that it's a whole other message because some of you think you're called to full-time ministry can i just put a put let me put a note in here real quick you say i feel called to full-time ministry then i challenge you to run away from full-time ministry and if you're really called then god will put you in full-time ministry that's true and you know what? There shouldn't be that many of us feeling called to full-time ministry, as many people as I've heard. And if you say God's called me and told me to be in full-time ministry, well, then he'll put you in full-time ministry, whether you like it or not. But I'm talking about Everybody. I'm talking about all of us as ministers to God, and you feel like, man, I can't really do that prophetic word, or I can't really preach that message, or I can't really sing that song, or I can't really encourage that person, and because I, if I, what if I, what if I don't do good or something like that? And what if they say I did a mistake, or, or what if they say I'm not good, or, or, or what if I just, you know, th- th- then what we're doing is we're relying or looking to the praise of other people, and that's that's just that's just another pebble, and a pebble is not a sure foundation. And whether you hold on to that pebble or not, you're going to be insecure and unstable. Another pebble is what you say about you. Some people hold on to this as well. What you say about yourself. You hear people all the time praising and talking about themselves and how amazing they are. And you know what happens after a while? It gets addictive and they just keep doing it and how awesome they are and how good they are and how amazing they are. Did you see what I just did? Wasn't that amazing? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. I'm incredible. You know, like they just keep going and going. And then if they don't get after a while, they'll ask you, so how did I do? So now it's like a, a ping pong game. Like, okay, what did you say? Okay, this is what I said. You know, what did I say? Okay. And it's like a back and forth, like just trying to some way, somehow get somebody to say something good about me. And if they don't, then I'm going to say something good about myself. And wait, did you, did you see that? What? And then nobody says anything. You're like, yeah, totally, man. <laughs> I was just kidding anyway, you know. It's another pebble. Who cares about what you say about yourself? I don't care. I honestly don't care when people tell me, man, I'm gifted and da 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 da. And you, you just try. Cool. I don't care. I want to see your life. Well, I, I, man, I'm just a person of joy. Shut up and show me your joy. <laughs> Stop talking about yourself. Amen. God help us. Stop talking about ourselves. And stop relying on that to be your security and your stability. And stop. I think one of the biggest ones is what I say about you. Stop looking to that. 
Another one is your good deeds, your good works, how much you read your Bible, how much you pray. That's just another, that's just another pebble. It's just another small little pebble. God's not building his church on your good works and your good deeds. God's building his church on Jesus. He's not building his church on how good you pray. He's not building his church on how good you can read your Bible or quote scripture. God's not, God is not building his church on how good you can sing songs. God's not building his church on how good you can prophesy or how good you can encourage somebody. God is building his church on the rock, and that rock is Jesus. And that's who he is, and that's what he has done. So don't look for security in your good works or in your bad works, whether you stumble or whether you fall. The rock that God will build his church on is the rock of Jesus. What he has done, what he has done, what he has done on the cross for you and for me, what he's doing right now and what he will do, that's a rock that we can build our faith on. But we don't do that. What we build our faith on, what we build our security on is how good we do. And it's still another pebble. Did I hit somebody? Yeah, good, man. That was left hand, too. I do that sometimes. I'll throw something in the trash can and then nobody's around and I make it with left hand. I'll be like, Hey, Ashley, <clears throat> I just made a trash can my left hand, you know. Just trying somebody to see what I did. Another pebble, you know. <laughs> Dang it. Stop, stop looking at your own good works and good deeds or bad works. Or It's not even just your good works and good deeds. See, it's your bad ones too. Because if you are insecure because you made a mistake, then you're holding on to a pebble for security. You hear what I'm saying? Did that just make sense? Because none of you guys got mics, so I just figured I'd bear with you, you know? It's not how good or bad you do. Your physique. How you look. I took a picture earlier today with Andrew. <laughs> I should say, of Andrew. And I'm going to post it. Can we get it up there on the slide? I'm just messing, bro. I'm just messing. You thought so, huh? I'm not even going to tell you what it was. But I have it on my phone if you want to see it afterwards. <laughs> just men, ladies. Come on. We're in church. It's not, it's not, it's not like bad, but it's cute. <laughs> but I'm talking about your physique. Do you find security? Do you find stability in how good you look or how bad you look? You hear what I'm saying? Well, I'm not as, I'm not as handsome as that dude over there, so I'm just going to kind of, I'm just, I'm going to be a thug. <laughs> you know? So we run to anything we can to like try to be that thing so that we can find some type of security or stability. Gosh, man, I'm running out of time like crazy. Is it your physique? Is it how good you look or how good you don't look? And can I say this? As I'm saying these things, don't think I'm thinking about you and talking about you. If the shoe stinking fits, wear the stinking shoe. <sighs> Is it your education? We'll talk about that for a while. Man, I, I, I finished school in two years. What, first and second grade? <laughs> I'm legit, you know. <laughs> Did you guys see that? I'm legit. <laughs> I'll do that again afterwards. You want to see that? It's these shoes, bro. It's the shoes. Your natural talents, you know. Is it your natural talents? Maybe the gifts that you have. Keep your, keep your chest out of high because 
you're so gifted. You know, I can't help myself. I'm just so gifted. You know, <laughs> what was that? I know I'm just gifted. You know, and that and that's where a lot of people find their. I can play any sport. Shoot, <laughs> what? Yeah, I play that one too. Never heard of it, but I play it. You know, I don't even. I don't even practice, man. I, I just do stuff. I just. That's just who I. Where is that? That's another pebble. Say pebble. That's just, another, that's just another pebble. What, what's some other pebbles? Man, you might have your own that you're thinking about. Uh, maybe your family. This is hard, you know, because I love family. But God doesn't say I'm going to build my church on a family. He's going to build his church on Jesus. And our families are important. We've got to love our family. That's so important. It's so crucial. But we can't find our security on whether or not our family is successful or unsuccessful. We can't find our security on whether our family is, is legit or illegit. You hear what I'm saying? Who, who cares about if your family's legit or illegit? Be a man of God. Be a woman of God because of what Jesus has done. Gosh, I talk about these for so long. Maybe your own justifications. You find your security. You find your stability because of your own qualifications. What I mean by that is this. Well, I can do that because, because of the family I'm in. Well, I, I, I mean, I... The reason why I'm going to go do that is because, you know, I mean, I read my Bible three times this week. Well, I mean, the reason why I can say that swear word is because, well, I'm forgiven of Jesus. You know, hallelujah. <laughs> you see that, bro? <laughs> but hang out with Billy too much, man. And I can talk about that for so long, but your own quali- the things you choose to qualify yourself by. Look, there ain't nothing that's going to qualify you before God and give you a secure foundation other than the qualification that is in Jesus Christ. He is the only one that qualifies or justifies you to be confident, to be secure before God. Amen? Man, your possessions. You think you're cool because of the car you drive. You think you're cool because of the stuff you have. You think you're secure. You find your security in that. If you don't have something cool, if you don't have a nice vehicle, if you don't have even a vehicle, you don't have a phone, bless your heart. But if you don't have a phone... And you're just like, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Calm down. You don't have a phone. You're like, oh, I'm just another loser. Don't have a phone. People say, I don't have a phone. And then like, I got Xbox. Oh, Xbox is so amazing. I'm so cool. And Xbox 360 comes out. I don't have Xbox 360. You know, like, like, people find their security and their confidence and their joy in these stupid things. And once again, these stupid things are what? Pebbles. Pebbles. When one stands on pebbles, pride sets in in order to fill in where the pebble cannot. Pride is just a bigger wall to look secure. When you step on, when you find your security on pebbles, you just get really proud about nothing. Pride people, proud people are just people who are stepping on pebbles. But people who are standing, or should I say fallen on the rock, they're humble and broken before God. Because they understand God's mercy and God's grace. Gosh, I could talk about that for a while, but man. Okay. Psalms 18, 31 through 33. For who is God except the Lord? And who is my rock except my God? It is God who arms me with strength, and he makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of deer. What does that look like? I don't know, man. It looks like something. And he sets me on high places. Amen? Did you hear that I said? Who is a rock except our God? Who is a rock? These are not rocks. These are just pebbles. But who is a rock? Our God. Jesus is a rock. He's a sure, 
steady, secure, strong foundation upon which we can build our life. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 5. Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel that I preached to you, which you received. This is important scripture. Remember this scripture. Memorize this. This is important. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 5. Brothers, I want, you to, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. What do you stand on? The gospel. Jesus, who he is, what he's done. Where do I find security? On Jesus, my relationship with him, my right relationship with the Father because of what Jesus has done. That is a sure, secure foundation. It is on that that I stand. Amen? It is on that that I stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the, world, uh, to the word I preach to you. Otherwise, you believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day. Anybody hear what I'm saying? He was raised on the third day. This is our life. That's, that's why we're here tonight. Because if Jesus didn't rise on the third day, then we're doing all we're doing in vain. But our God sent his son to earth, and he lived a life of godliness and holiness, right? And then he died. He died on a cross for your sin and for my sin, but he didn't stay in the grave because the grave couldn't hold him down. He rose again on the third day, and it's on that that we stand, and it's on that that we find security, that my God, my Father, and my Lord has risen from the dead, and if I put my security and my feet on that, I will rise again with him on the last day. Amen? Man, are you hearing what I'm saying? It's on that that we can find confidence and security and stability. It's on that that we can find joy. It's on that that we can hold our head up high. It's on that that we can walk with confidence. It's not on a pebble. It's on that stone. And he appeared to Peter and then to 12 and also to 500 other people. He showed himself. He ascended into heaven. And the Bible says he will descend from heaven and he will come again to receive his people. And it's on that that we must build our life. It's on that rock that we must stand. We're called to stand on the rock, not on a pebble. I pray that tonight God would show you and speak to you of what your pebbles are and that you'd be so challenged and convicted that you'd fall on the rock that is Jesus and then learn to stand up on that rock and say it's on this. It's not on how good I do or how good I look, but it's on that Jesus loves me. It's on that Jesus has saved me. He's washed me away. He's washed my sin away. He's cleansed me. He's put his spirit in my heart as a guarantee, and it's because of that that I'm going to smile today. It's because of that that I'm going to be confident today and share the love of Jesus with every person. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's because of that that I'm going to live a life of confidence confidence and security. If you're insecure, you're standing on a pebble. If you're secure, it's because your security is in Jesus. Would you stand with me? Would you stand with me as we're close? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm keeping you a little. Our, our service just all started a little late. Will you forgive me tonight? I didn't even get to go back to 2 Corinthians 1, 21 to 24. It, 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 I was just once again reminding us that if you want to read that, you can. It's just by faith that you stand on the rock. It's just, you guys want to see me try and stand on this? Dude, I'm just kidding. I can't do that. 
if that thing falls on the on the, yeah, I ain't doing it. I do, I do. I I ain't doing it. I can't do it. And I, you know, and I wish I had more time, but ultimately, ultimately, the Bible says we're supposed to sit down and rest in God. The Bible says that we stand on the rock on Christ. As a sure, secure, that's Isaiah 28. talks about him being a sure foundation. So I challenge you, open up your hearts tonight. Open up your hearts to Jesus and ask yourself, do I look for the praise of other people to find security? Do I look to my boyfriend or to my girlfriend? Do I look to the relationship I have with another male or another female? Do I look to how good I am educated and how smart I am? Do I look to how good I look or how bad I look? Or is my security on the person of Jesus Christ and what he has done for me as my Savior, as my Lord? Amen? Can you do that? Can you do that? Because I tell you, if you try and stand on pebbles, you're just going to fall your whole life. You're just going to be insecure, and you're not going to be confident. Gabriel, I want to be confident and courageous. And stop standing on pebbles and find the rock. Man, we need people that are standing on the rock. Because this city needs people that are standing on the rock. The city is not going to be turned upside down with people who are playing with little pebbles and trying to be good little Christians. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you.